Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And we just love to welcome each and every one of you guys to our podcast. We're so happy to have you. We're so thankful to have you. And if you have not yet checked out our website, please go and do that, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. You can find out basically everything that you want to know about us there, how to partner with us, how you can purchase my book, how God, uh, Making Beauty with the Ashes, How God Saved My Marriage, and basically everything else that you would like to know about us, you can find out there. So, Brian, heading into today's episode, I was kind of wanting to talk about something that I think a lot of people struggle with because a lot of times we think, you know, like, say you have this idea, you have this great idea, and you're like, this idea is so good surely this is what God has for me. Surely this would be his best for me. Surely he's going to agree with this. (laughs) And then that thing either doesn't happen or doesn't transpire, or maybe even a relationship ends that we thought would be a forever. So just kind of talking about that today, what would you say? Have you ever, or like, even if you have you, had in your own life, a situation where you're like, this idea that I have is so good. It has to be God breathed, God ordained. And then all of a sudden it just either falls apart or every time you try to push forward or push play, there's just roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And it's just so intensely hard that it causes you either to abort or just to all of a sudden you have the realization, okay, maybe that's not what God had for me. So how do you reconcile that in your heart? If We often as humans, we think that God clearly wants what I want. And we forget this whole philosophy that his ways are higher than our ways. And he doesn't reason the way that we reason or think the way that we think, although we think he does. Like we might not say God thinks the way that I think. But I think a lot of times we do. I know I for sure do a lot of times. So just kind of talking about that today, when the things that we want or desire, we think that God wants these for us only to find out maybe they were our own. Can you think of a time in your life where you had to, you went through that or like, how would you encourage somebody who might be in that place today? Well, do we have to stay like on a spiritual side of things or can we go like, you're not talking like, like no. well, I know people, I know people who Yeah, have, whatever you want to talk about. I know people who have thought they were called to ministry. Actually, I know several people who thought they were called to ministry and then they go and then they realize this wasn't what, this was ourselves. This wasn't what God was calling us to do. You know, I've seen... And I've seen the opposite. I've, I've seen people like, no, I'm not going to be in children's ministry. And then the next thing you know, they're in children's ministry because that's where God wants to put them. And that's God's plan. And I've seen people who I know, I know individuals, I know an individual right now who actually moved out of the States or not out of the States. They were still in the United States, but they moved several States away, pulled up everything, sold their house, took everything with them to go to this other state because God wanted them to minister there and they get there. And after months they realize 
they weren't hearing correctly. And they come back to nothing. They got there, spent all their money, had nothing to bring back, had nothing to come back home to. So, you know, there can be situations like that. Like for myself, being a builder, I'm always trying to think up ideas. And I still have other ideas that I have not addressed. And they're probably the ones that God has like legitimately given me. Because I remember a guy that has, he's got a tool out that law enforcement uses now, like across the nation. And I seen an interview on TV and he was saying that God gave him a dream one night about this tool that the police would be able to use and help them keep them out of danger. And he started a prototype and they started testing it. And then now it's like a lot of states are using this tool. I mean, he's got employees. He's got a a backlog of uh, orders for this tool. And, you know, he, and he says in an interview, God gave me his dream one night, very vivid. And, you know, God, I think I still have ideas in my head, but like a few failed, like one for sure, because being a builder, I thought I'm making up this. I'm making up this tool in my head because it would help so much and cut down on so much time. And, you know, I've been in the building field for 20 plus years and I've never seen this tool. And I'm like, nobody has come up with this tool and this would be so helpful to the point where I started talking to a local steel fabrication place to try to prototype this tool and came up with a name. And even when, one of the guys that works for me, he was like, I've never seen anything like it. It's like, that's a perfect, that's a great idea. That would save so much time. It would literally take it from a two man job to a one man job easily. And I thought, this is, this is God, you know, then one day I get on the computer and I type in something about a tool similar to this and pop up. There's one. It's already got a patent on it. It's already been invented. And I've never seen it. And still to this day, I've never seen one in like a Home Depot or Lowe's store or anywhere else, any other hardware store. So I'm like, I don't have a clue where you buy these, but supposedly somebody's already invented it and come up with it. So, you know, it was kind of like a disappointment because I thought this is a God thing. And then I realized, okay, maybe, you know, maybe it was just myself thinking this up and, you know, but God does. He gives us ideas. He gives us visions. I mean, all these, you know, perfect examples, all these churches and uh, places that, you know, help people and help children and help women and help families. I mean, a lot of these come from ideas that God gave people. So, but, you know, it's not a thing to be discouraged. Like, I did get discouraged. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to be honest. I did get discouraged when I realized, okay, this tool's already out here. And I've thought this through so much trying to think the best way to design this tool. And it's already there, even though I'm still to this day, I've not seen one. So, um, you know, it's just like, you gotta, you gotta push on and keep, keep believing, you know, some people, I mean, a lot of times inventors, they, they come up with ideas because, you know, they've, they've got ideas, you know, either dreamed it up or God's gave them a vision of, of, of an invention. So, um, yeah, that's my story. Yeah, I think a lot of times we can just be like, like you were saying, we will have an idea or we'll have, you know, even like an inclination of, oh my gosh, you know, like I would love to move to this state. Well, if we didn't pray about it 
or we didn't seek counsel on it. And we, you know, asked God for confirmations and we were just like, oh, let's do this. This sounds amazing. This sounds great. Pack up everything and just go. You know, that may not be what's best for us. Now, there are times where God will, well, actually (laughs) a lot of times he'll put on your heart where he wants you to do something or say something or go somewhere. And it's like he gives you this period of grace because he he wants you to hear him. Mm-hmm. He he wants you to hear him and to to he doesn't he doesn't want us to just kind of walk around wondering, was that God? Was that me? Was that you know it like he wants you to know it's him. And the way that you do that is by taking time to listen to him. So say, Brian, you know, we have this, this, I don't know, say we have this big idea and we are wanting to pursue this, but we're, we just, we feel like we need some wisdom and counsel. So we want, I think the perfect thing to do, say like our father, my father, your father, whoever has a ton of knowledge in this area that we're thinking about going into. So what would be the next logical step as far as wanting to get some wisdom into this area, you know, from someone who knows what would you think would be the next logical thing to do would be? I mean, logically it would be to ask them to reach out to them, especially if they've had, yeah, if they've had experience. I mean, that that's with anything in life. Um, you know, it's like where I respect old people because a lot of times they've been through stuff, you know, at their age, they've been through stuff that younger people hasn't been through. So, you know, a lot of times, and a lot of times what they tell you, a lot of times we don't want to hear because, but they've been through it. They've seen the outcome. And even though sometimes it might seem like a good idea, it could be a bad idea. And then sometimes the things that seem like bad ideas to you. some people it ends up being a good idea you know once it's thought through and you a lot of times good ideas that's the thing good ideas a lot of times take hard work you know it just don't like fall in your lap usually so you know a lot of times the success and stuff of you know the older generations they've they've sometimes what they've done to get to where they are might not seem like a good idea to some people because it takes a lot of work and it takes time. So, but yeah, like with older people, like even in the workforce construction, I'm always asking questions, even though I've been in it for a while, because I'm always trying to better myself and get the opinions of people that's been in that field longer than me to gain knowledge. Yeah. I like what you're saying because that is the key. Honestly, If you want to know what to do, if you want to know if the idea or even the relationship that you're heading into is a God-ordained thing, you have to ask him. You, I think a lot of people try to think, oh, well, surely this is God. And they look at something good and think it's God when it's not quite right. And... That's where it's so important to understand the difference between right and almost right, because that's in the almost right. That's where the enemy likes to slip in. And 
you know, we, we've said in, in sep- many podcasts in the past is that a lot of times we think when the enemy, you know, is trying to fool you or trick you, he's got a cape and he's got horns. And I know like you guys all think this, <laughs> you think whatever the enemy is trying to bring your way is you're going to see it. It's going to be painted red and the horns and the cape and all the things. But even in the Bible, it says that the enemy comes as an angel of light, means that he is trying to trick you. So he tries to come as something that looks good, that looks like, ooh, it might be God. And if you're someone who maybe doesn't take the time to ask God, God, is this you? You'll think it is. And that's where we get tripped up is because there's that step asking God, is this you? And instead of asking, we assume. And assumption can lead you down roads you don't want to go. And that's why I think it's so, so, so important. And me and Brian have been, um, we've been victims of this many times in our life where something came our way. And we were like, this is the thing, guys. Our business is home building, but not every client that comes to us was sent by God. Sometimes clients come to us that are sent by the enemy. And there have been times where Brian has taken a client that we thought was a good thing because it was at a time when we needed it, right? That's what the enemy does. He comes at a time when you're praying for something (laughs) and you need something. And he's like, here I am, bow, got a bow on my head. I am for you. When God's like, no, that's not the one. There's one coming that's better. And if you take that one, it's going to cause you some heartache and pain. But in those moments where we really didn't take the time to ask God, God, is this you? What ended up happening, Brian? Did we have a great <laughs> a great outcome? Well, I don't know one in general that things were slow when I took it on. And it was like, I literally... I had done probably 60% of the work and it got bad enough at that point. I was like, I will quit and you can find somebody else and I'll pay you everything back that you've paid me, including materials. So they're basically going to get 60% of their job done free. I was that willing to get out of that place, but I ended up going and finishing and got out and everything, you know, got paid everything. But it was just, this person was horrible to deal with. And even God will give you, because remember the time when we, there, I had a dream, remember, I had a dream one night, literally, I mean, this is true, I've shared this at church, I had a dream where there was a bull, I was out in a field running as fast as I could from this bull, and this guy, this old farmer was standing across the fence, yelling at this bull, saying, no, Ben, stop, Ben, stop, Ben, and this bull's name was Ben, and I knew this bull was trying to kill me, I knew if he got me down, he was going to kill me. And I got out of the field and this was a dream. And the very next day when I woke up, probably midday, I get a phone call from a friend of mine. He said, Hey, I have a friend of mine who is wanting some work done on his house. And he told me, he even mentioned, he said, you know, you kind of, kind of watch him because he can be hard to get along with. And I said, okay. I said, well, give me his name and number and I'll give him a call. 
And he said, well, his number's such and such, such and such, and his name's Ben. I mean, this was like less than 24 hours after I had this dream. And I got off the phone. I didn't call him. I was like, I'm not calling that guy because of this dream I had. You know, it was just like, it was like a warning. I mean, it was just, it was as as clear as day. I'm like, okay, yeah, this ain't happening. I'm not calling this person. And, you know, I could have been like, oh, I need the money. I want the money. And went ahead and did it and then paid the price for it later. Because I'm very choosy anymore. Like if, you know, I've, I've, uh, I mean, I've turned down jobs where it's not always the woman. Sometimes it's a man will make comment. Well, I know a situation where one lady was making comments to her husband saying she always gets what she wants and, you know, just being really rude and nasty to her husband. And I'm like, it was a big job. I'm like, I'm not doing it because I'm not going to be talked to like that. If she talks to her husband, she's going to talk to me even worse. And I had another gentleman tell me one time that he told the inspector that if he ever came back to the job site, he would shoot him. And, you know, that was like a $400,000 house. And we had already done some tests and stuff for their septic and got that far along. And I thought this is in the bag. And then he made that comment. I remember I came home and told you, I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. Because, you know, of just science. So sometimes that's the thing. It's like just being discerning and just keeping your eyes open. Because a lot of times God will warn us ahead of time before we get too deep in a situation to, to warn us to stay away from that situation. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, to flee from evil. You know, it's sometimes it's uh, it's obvious and sometimes it's not. But that's where we have to. You know, that's where prayer comes in, not just to jump into something and, you know, to, to pray about every single situation in life, whether it's a business decision or a relationship. Just make sure we always pray about it and bring it before God. Yeah, I remember that completely because we, you know, we were sitting in the car and you had told me that dream. And then you said, oh, his name is Ben. And then I looked at you and I was like, Brian, your dream. And it was like immediately we knew that that was an automatic turn down. Like we were saying, not everything that comes is from God. And that's why you have to ask him. You know, it, it, it seems very elementary, but so many times we skip this. We skip this. And there's this scripture in 2 Corinthians 12, 12, 9 that says, my grace is always more than enough for you, and my power finds its full expression through your weakness. And I think a good example of our human weakness is maybe even our lack or inability sometimes to discern what is God and what is the enemy. And that is where God steps in. He's like, I know that you can't see into your future, but I can. So my strength in your weakness, in your inability to see far into the future, that's where my strength is going to be perfected because you can lean on me. And what better person to lean on than someone who can see far into the future, far into the future, like eagle eyes, like (laughs) crazy. But this, this is what we need to do is, you know, because it, it's, we live in a world where I feel like we're pulled left and right, left and right, front and back. And we need God to guide us 
because everything that's pulling for our attention, everything that's pulling, you know, for us to come this way, do this thing, sign up for this, join this club, and not all of these things, even there's good things, you guys, there is good, good things that will, that are like, they're good things. But for instance, family, God loves family and he loves your family. He loves your family. Now, if you are filling your time with kingdom things, kingdom building, and your family is being neglected, that's not God because he's not going to have you building his kingdom full force, you know, full, full steam ahead while your family sees you. Maybe, you know, you get home at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, your kids are already in bed. You know, your wife has cleaned up dinner. It's, it's, everything's cleaned up and you just hop in bed and you go to sleep. And that's, that's your life because you're kingdom focused, kingdom driven. But do you know that he loves family? And if you are pursuing one thing so heavily and neglecting your family, there is a shifting that needs to happen. Things are off balanced. Things are not, God is not going to let your family fall to the wayside so you can pursue. Sometimes we get this Messiah complex, like only we can save the world. No, Jesus already did that. He died on the cross for the world. And there's billions of people in this world. It's not solely on us. So love your family. Spend time with your family. I think that's one of the things is is when I see somebody who is just advancing God's kingdom and, you know, they haven't seen their, they haven't spent time with their kids. They've not, you know, been on a date with their wives, whatever it is. But everything is so ministry kingdom focused. That's not God. He loves your family. Your family is not going to become victimized for his purpose. <laughs> so I just, I don't know why I'm even saying that. But I know that sometimes we think, oh, yeah, when I was talking about like even good things aren't always a God thing. Like, yes, all of these different, you know, sign up for this class or, you know, go to this Bible study or join this women's group or go to this conference, all of these things that are good things. But if that fills your time where, and then it's not like your family's lacking, that's, God's not going to do that to your family because he loves them too. He loves your family too. And so I just, I really wanted to say that. You know, maybe for somebody, if you're finding that struggle, that struggle, like how to balance, you know, pursuing the things of God, balancing family, you know, just, just remember he loves your family. He's not, your family is not going to be a, you know, like a, a, um, um, a vi- they're not going to be victimized by kingdom work. Yeah, that's that's I mean that's that's so true in what you're saying. And we we've seen so many things and we've seen people in ministry who just was doing great things, you know, just doing this ministry and that ministry and just always there helping. But we've seen their family suffering, we've seen their kids suffering. We've we've even seen individuals who's been in ministry that their marriage has suffered so bad that extramarital affairs have came into place. And 
you know, that's that's not God's God's plan in the beginning was not for it to get to that point. His plan might have been, yes, ministry, but then to go so deep into ministry and such time consumed in it that your family suffers from it or your relationship with your children suffers from it. And that that's not his plan at that point. And, you know, we've we've seen even we've seen even ministers who don't make time for themselves even. You know, and other ministers have said, you know, you need to take some time for yourself or you need to, you know, take some time away just to have some time along with your yourself and your family. So, you know, like you said, God's 100 percent about family. So he's not even if you're doing his work, he's wants you to make time for your family and your and your children. Absolutely. I really, really, really love that because me and you. Um, just, I think that a lot of years we just didn't really prioritize each other, but when we almost lost each other, we realized that we are top priority. I mean, God is number one, but Brian is my number two. And I don't mean that, but <laughs> Brian gave me a face. <laughs> like number two. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. You're in the number two I know. spot. I'm good with that. Honestly, God is our number one because he is the reason that we are together. He is the reason that we are here. And my husband is number two. And I prioritize. We prioritize each other. And I'm good with that. Because when you think about it, if you didn't have your number one, you wouldn't have your number two. Exactly. (laughs) We're kind of like going back and forth looking at each other. For anybody that actually knows us, we kind of have immature brains sometimes. <laughs> this is a little bit of that behind the scenes. But anyways, I really I really hope that this has encouraged somebody because if, if you're in that place, and, and don't be shamed if maybe there was something that you thought God was leading you into and God was guiding you into when really you didn't even ask him. You just thought this is a good thing. Or maybe this person looks like a godsend and they wasn't. You know, a lot of people that come our way, not a lot of people, I don't want to say that. But the the enemy will send people your way that look like God sent them. Like we've said, he doesn't come with horns and cape and a pitchfork. He comes like almost right but God will always, always give you red flags or even like he'll give you a dream like Brian was saying, or he'll even speak to you. He will advise you. He will guide you. And guys, even sometimes when we don't ask him, when we don't ask for his opinion, as a father, he still doesn't want to see you hurt. And so he'll try to put roadblocks in front of you, even when you don't ask him. You know, like for instance, our own kids, they might, when they were younger, they wasn't asking us, Hey dad, should I touch this burner or should I cross this busy street? But as a parent, when you see them heading out into traffic or heading towards a busy street, as a parent, you're going to run like heck to stop that kid from getting hit. Even though they didn't ask us, they didn't ask our opinion, you know, This is how God is with us, is that even when we don't ask him, he will try to slow things down, 
put things in front of you to keep you from moving forward because he knows something there is going, it's not going to be beneficial. Not everything is going to hurt you, but he can see like, uh, this really isn't going to benefit them. It might like even stir up a little pride in them. And I don't really want them going that way. So not everything is like life or death situation, but God, he will, if you ask him, if you ask him, he will guide you. And even if it's, maybe it's a situation that you've even started and you're kind of like, oh, I didn't ask him about this. Go ahead and ask him now. <laughs> it's never too late. It's never too late. And I feel like even there are some situations that probably reversing it might be very, very extremely difficult or may not even be possible. Um, but I'd say a lot of situations that we get into that God really wasn't in that thing, we can try to reverse it or, or walk it back. Or, or at that point, we even have to may have to ask for repentance because people are involved or, you know, yeah, basically people become involved at that point. And so anyways, I just really wanted to talk to you guys about the situation of sometimes when we think something is God and it's not, what do we do? And so I hope this has helped you guys in some way that you've been able to pull out some sort of nugget and apply it to your life, which is the whole reason that we do this podcast anyway. So as we close out, we just really want to thank you guys for tuning in. Please like, share, rate, review. Check out our website, makingbeautyfitheashes.com. Until next time, we, we bless, bless you. you.